Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole. I am Michael Cole, uh, and today we have uh, our guest um, from episode two returning, uh, Matthew Cravat. Hey, it's great to be back in the studio. Yep, in the studio. Nice. Uh, and um, we we decided uh, last yesterday, I don't know, I think it was last night, it was sometime yesterday, that we would do an AMA episode, because um, well, the reason I, I wanted you to come back on was, um, this isn't to say you were my best guest, so don't let it go to your head, but you are your episode is the most talked about and most listened to. And Michael, I, think I am the best person you know, let alone your best guest. I think I think that's debatable, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I I wrote on the on the my post last night when I was trying to get AMA questions that it was the most popular or most talked about episode was yours. And, and I just want to make it clear to any other guests who might be listening that it's, that is largely because of the content. Like your, your people liked you as well, but also like I have so, so many people ask me questions about, about, Oh, you're an atheist. And Oh, it, you know, I didn't know that about atheists. And, and it, 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 it stirred the most conversation in, in, in one of my episodes is one of my guests asking about it. And we were, we started on a conversation. Did you listen to it or not? Was that the Logan episode? No, no, I know. No. I didn't, I didn't hear it. Oh. That, um, my friend Paul came on, we did an episode and then we were, while we were recording, we just like went super long and he was like, I have some questions cause I listened to the atheist episode. And I was like, I'm going to make this a second episode. Hold on a second. So like it literally is the most talked about episode I had. Um, I had the, a couple days after we released it, uh, a coworker who had been talking about how they were going to get me back into Jesus, uh, came, came in and she said, I'm not going to get you back into Jesus. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, why? And she goes, I listened to the episode. You found your people. I didn't know you had people. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. And so it's, it's gotten a lot of, um, interesting things it's also funny because i recorded both the first episode and i think our episode before i released the first episode because i wanted to have a little bit you know of of i knew i was going on vacation and a couple other things and then i went to I showed up at work and we had this big so our our episode released on friday and on monday we had this big thing with the entire department and and we were on like a bathroom break and one of my not my manager, but a manager at work was like, I downloaded your podcast for the, for the ride. And, uh, for the, cause he's driving up and I was like, Oh, cool. And then <laughs> I was like, just so you know, uh, if you haven't gotten to episode two yet. And then I ended up having to like do that for about four or five people who were like, I, I heard you have a podcast. So yeah, it's about movies. You should go listen to yeah. it. So I'd like, I didn't, I didn't build enough of a buffer, so I basically spent the week or so after our episode came out as like a coming out tour at work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I I am under the impression that everybody knows at this point, although I, I, my mom hasn't mentioned listening to it, so I don't think she's listening. But I don't know, or she's doing the thing where she's listening and we're pretending like we don't know because i i so i don't know if i've told you this i i I definitely know i haven't told you this particular story but i i wrote a book five six years ago right around the time right right before logan was born just like a book it was a book of poems essays short stories 
and a bunch of my family read it and I got like lots of good feedback from family. I ended up pulling it because it's really poorly edited because I couldn't get an editor and so you can't, it's not available online right now, but, um, I recently like grabbed it cause I have a bunch of copies in the garage and I grabbed it and I was like looking through it and there's this poem that I wrote that I thought was really, really subtly metaphorical about a specific sex act. And I read it now, six years later with the idea that my grandparents and my parents and aunts and uncles have all read it. And I'm like, this was not subtle. There is nothing <laughs> subtle about this. We just all played yeah, when the, the polite title game. is sucking the phallus, you know, something's wrong. <laughs> no, it was, uh, but it, so I, I just realized that I have a lot of people who are more polite than me who will not bring up awkward stuff. So if, if I have family that's listening to this episode, uh, we are fully clothed. We are fully clothed, but I would like to say, um, you can continue doing that. You don't ever have to mention to me that you read this. Actually, so we recorded the first episode, and then I went on vacation with my family, and I was talking to my grandfather, and I was saying something, and he goes, you should have a podcast. And I was like, actually, I do have a podcast. And he goes, oh. And we were talking for a few more minutes, and then he said something about, um, when, you're, when your uncle, this is his son, when your uncle was, was, I don't know, 20 or so, he told me something. And I was like, I, I could be happy the rest of my life not knowing that. And I said, oh, then maybe don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if uh, anybody in the family is listening. Um, although I did have a cousin as a guest, so I would guess that she's listened to at least that episode. At least that episode. Um, but it's amazing how many people only listen to the episode they're on of a podcast. I think yeah. almost everybody. I mean, I mean it's funny, like I, li- I listen to... A big name in the atheist community was on a, a smaller podcast that I like better. And, uh, and you, can, you can just say it. Yeah. So Seth Andrews from The yeah. Thinking Atheist was on Aaron Rabinowitz's Embrace the Void philosophy podcast. Yeah. And Aaron ends every episode of Embrace the Void with what he call, what he always says, I'm sorry, but I have to torture you now. Mm-hmm. And he plays a philosophy game. Um, the first couple of uh, dozen episodes, it was uh, what's real and what's not real. And now it's switched to versions of the trolley problem. Like, would you throw the switch to take yeah. one life to save other lives with different um, factors involved? I like when you play that game or this the trolley problem with a, a psycho who's like, which one kills more? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I think it's funny in his is when people give the answer he doesn't expect for the first one, and then he tries to make it more enticing, and they already said yeah. So it's like, like I said I'd kill people. What the hell? But, but Seth almost seemed offended that he's trying to, like, why are you asking me these questions? This is not fair. And, like, clearly you haven't listened to a single episode of the podcast you're on because he does it in every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Seth a lot, from the, but I don't like his podcast. I like him on everything else I've ever seen him on, but I don't love his podcast. I don't listen to his podcast much, but I've met him. I mean, he was a speaker for Triangle Free Thought Society. I think my son was maybe 16 years old and worked his merch table for him, selling his stuff and um, while, while he was talking and while he was autographing books off to the side jacob was selling his mugs and stuff and he was super nice to jacob gave jacob a free mug which he brought to college with him and like displayed prominently on his desk to announce i am an atheist he had a series of books on his bookshelf and the thinking atheist mug on his desk so that all of his um room guests would know where he stands yeah nice nice um oh so you did yeah they i uh really enjoyed 
we met what's his face um we did meet what's his face the guy that you just mentioned aaron rabinowitz, aaron rabinowitz. oh yeah you videoed his uh, first talk for us yeah he was awesome um i've listened to some of his podcasts i have the, the problem so i listened to what's the science fiction one philosophers philosophers in space, in space. I like Philosophers in Space when it's about something I've seen or I, or read. I'm a, a patron of it, yeah. and I skip the ones where I haven't watched the show, yeah. unless the topic that, that they're going to talk about seems to be something particularly interesting. Yeah, I'm kind, I kind of feel the same way about God, God-awful movies. I listen to the intro to see, kind of, and then I skip after the intro a lot. Yeah, and uh, the documentaries, because the thing is, is, I've seen, other than like the patron... The, or the like special ones that they do. I've never seen any of the movies with that because they're all terrible. But like I saw Boondock Saints and I've seen Phantom Menace and they yeah. did those episodes. But um, I skip most. But anytime there's like a documentary, I find those interesting because you don't really need because they're not making fun of somebody's acting that right. I need to have seen their poor acting. It's job. the poor claims that yeah. they're taking apart. Yeah. And for those who the few people who don't know, God awful movies is a podcast where they watch. Mostly Christian films, but occasionally Jewish and Muslim films and Mormon films. I think June is Mormon month. And sometimes documentaries on bad skepticism, uh, kind of pseudoscience stuff, whatever. And they rip it apart. Like they roast it like it's a comedy roast. They are horrible and know no boundaries. And yeah. if it's your type of humor, it is hysterically funny. Um, but actually, I, I don't listen to it as often as I used to because, yeah. you know, I got it. I got the jokes. Yeah. You know, I don't need to hear them again. Yeah. I like... Uh... I like the format. I just, yeah. With, when, I mean, they also, it, they're long episodes a lot yeah. of times. So I did it once. One one Thanksgiving week. So I guess that would be like the month, during the month of November. One year, um, my buddy Mikey and I was my comedy partner. Rather than have a speaker at Triangle Free Thought, we tried to have a speaker every month. We decided the, the date of our meeting is like, the week before Thanksgiving, people are going to be out of town. Do we really want to bring a guest in when they're getting ready for Thanksgiving? So yeah. instead of a, a speaker, we watched, Mikey and I watched like five times the movie The Unmiracle, starring Kevin Sorbo and one of the um, Baldwin brothers that Surprise doesn't have Steven. talent. And um, yeah, and, and we basically did a combination of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and God Awful Movies. We kind of blended it. So we watched, we had the movie like on Netflix and watched it, you know, projected during our meeting, but we were talking over it, kind yeah. of MST3K style, but critiquing it kind of God Awful Movie style. And people came to us afterwards saying, we should do this at least, you know, once a quarter. We and we were like, oh, fuck you. No. We had to watch this thing five times. I was watching it on a plane and that someone was looking over my shoulder and saw it. I was watching it. And I was like, I'm going to turn on porn. So I, <laughs> I look so bad watching this. Yeah. I think I switched to um, Black Lightning from on this from the CW. Look, I'm watching a CW show. I'm I'm, I'm not insane. Don't don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> so the the you know we decided we were going to do an ask me anything, ask an atheist anything, and we posted and got zero responses but less than 24 hours yeah time no it was not enough notice and i don't have a big enough following but i just um but what i did do as as a consolation was i downloaded i screenshotted the last so i follow the atheist experience on youtube and they do some posts they do polls and so i just kind of took their poll questions the last four or five they've had over the last couple months i guess it's four i thought we could answer those we've already killed 12 minutes so we 
Yeah, but you got to edit all the stuff about the bestiality and stuff out. No, no, leaving the bestiality in. Oh, sweet. It's it's part of atheism that they need to know about. So, hope there's no goat fans in the audience. Or maybe we hope there are goat fans in the audience. Depends on how you're looking at it. Build your audience. Yeah. All right. So the first question that I saw, uh, and this one was posted today or yesterday, was are babies atheists? That is an interesting question. And it actually gets a lot of debate. Yeah. Because clearly they don't believe in anything because they don't have a belief system. Right. So by the strictest definition of atheism, they don't believe in God. Yeah. atheist but at the same time they haven't chosen not they haven't been exposed to it and, and rejected the yeah. premise of god and some people define atheism as rejecting the the premise yeah so i i will give my answer or if yeah you, go ahead so i was gonna say no and the reason i'll say no is technically you're right if we're giving a strict you know atheism is lack of belief not belief in a lack you're yes they are babies are atheist but like we, I personally kind of reject it when we hear somebody like a Kirk Cameron who says, I was an atheist till I turned like 18 and then I found, you know, God. And it's like, hey, you weren't an atheist. You just weren't thinking about it. Like, that's not the same. Like, I get that there is a technical, like, you know, it's it, from a technicality standpoint, yes. And if we were all being like honest, but then they want, they want the atheist cred they want to be like, I converted from atheism, and that's not really what happened. So I don't think, if we're going to, if I'm not going to give credit to that, I don't want to use babies as our point either. I want to be fair on that. So then the question I have is, when did I become an atheist? I never had any belief ever. True. So but when you, did I become an atheist? When you started to actually think about it. I think I, when you started to think about it, that's what I that's what I would say. Yeah. So like, for example, my, my, uh, my oldest son, likes to tell the story that he didn't realize anyone believed in religion until he was in third grade. Like right. he knew what it was, but like to him, it was the same as Harry Potter um, yeah. with just as much um, anti-trans stuff in it. You know, yeah. he just like, <laughs> actually <laughs> Harry Potter doesn't have any anti-trans stuff. Well, no clear anti-trans yeah, stuff. Yeah. Just, just the author does. Just the author. Um, but yeah, so, but like he was on the school bus and got, they were talking about, someone was talking about evolution and somebody was saying, that humans and dinosaurs must have lived together because the Bible talks about the Leviathan. Yeah. And he was like, but that's, that's a book. That's not real. And like, that's when he realized yeah. that other kids believed it. And I'm like, so is that when he became an atheist, when he realized that he had been all along? I, I you know, because yeah. I mean, he had been all along. He didn't believe it. And he didn't, it's not like he at that point gave it thought. He was just like, it's like, I mean, at what point do you not believe in Superman? He never believed Superman was real. It's like, and True. Theists get upset sometimes when you use that those kind of comparisons, but all fictional characters are the same to me. I don't believe in any of them. There was not a time when I learned I'm not supposed to. I was raised not yeah. believing in fictional characters. Yeah. No, I understand I ju what you're saying, and I and I think there is some legitimacy to it. And I, I'm not. I think that, you know, it's kind of like there's a lot of things we do this with where you know like we have a strict definition, and then we have the the. The sandwich sandwich version yeah, yeah. and I, and i don't disagree with you because i actually i would take your kirk cameron and 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 a build upon it yeah. and say when uh like uber religious like evangelist people bring their kids to protest abortion clinics and they say you know my you know my i have a christian family 
are those kids really Christian? Like, do they really understand what they're quote unquote believing? Yeah. You know, so like if you, it's, and it's a little different because Christian is not the opposite of atheist. I mean, believing theism is religions is way drilled down from a, from the equivalent of atheism. It's not yeah. atheist or religious. It's atheist or believing in a God. And then religion is down the line after that. But yeah, if we can't give them credit for a five-year-old actually belongs to a religion when they don't know what the hell they're talking about, right. then you shouldn't give them credit for being an atheist either. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's just a matter. I mean, it's just a matter of trying to be clear and consistent and yeah. saying like, well, I don't want to take credit for babies. Like, I don't want to like throw that in Christians or, or just theists face when when I will one hundred percent dismiss like a Kirk camera. Yeah, but I, I mean, so I, mean, I think what's important is in any kind of conversation like that, like is a sandwich a sandwich? Is a baby an atheist? You know, anything like yeah. that is define your terms. Yeah, because it's how you define the word in this conversation. Like, are you defining it as does a baby believe in God? You're going to swap that out. Right. Then clearly, no, baby doesn't believe in God. So by that definition, baby's an atheist. Yeah. Has a baby chosen to reject the the God proposition that's been presented to it? No, so by that definition, not atheist. Yeah. So you have to define your terms. That's true. Yeah, I think that's the because I mean I would say if you ask me when I when I became an atheist, I wouldn't say the first time I learned about religion because I don't know when that is. I yeah. always was aware of religion. Yeah, I've just always been an atheist, and no one ever taught me not to be one. Yeah, but uh, but that's I'm defining the word that way. I guess that's kind of like it retroactively for you, someone like you, not someone like me who actually like deconstructed or whatever. For someone like you, it's almost like, you know, somebody who's gay was gay at birth. But, but didn't we know would, it till puberty. But we wouldn't you know, be like, it. that baby's yeah. gay. Like, it's retroactive to some I don't know. extent. Oh. Not that my son is gay, because he's not, as far as I know. I mean, he's dated girls and doesn't yeah. seem to be. But when we were in New York, when he was a toddler, every gay guy in every restaurant I went to was like on their knees at his crib cooing over him and thinking he's the most beautiful boy in the world yeah. we, we were like if this boy is gay he is going to get so much dick because <laughs> <laughs> even though it's a baby he was attracting people yeah as uh, far as i know he has not yeah good mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I i just yeah i guess that's like a retroactive thing like yeah. i think it's how, how you define the word like when yeah. did you realize you were atheist is different than when you you know true you know, yeah. so 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 sometimes the, the the question is and that's like Go back to embrace the void, the torture, you know, his torture thing of his enlightenment around. It's ha- it's when you the way you define the question is what makes it painful to try to answer. Mm-hmm. When you just ask it so simply, it makes it hard to answer because you have yeah. to define it to answer it. Yeah. Well, and, and it. I heard. I listened to a thing recently. Not that it's about atheism, but it was about this question of what is a woman that we're constantly hearing now. The Republicans try to stump people with and it's because there is not an easy definition and they think there is but like if you look at it at a biological standpoint there really isn't and they and the guy that he put it more succinctly than i'd ever heard anybody he said um i'm gonna fuck it up like i'm not gonna be good at this but uh he said like that there's lots of situations where there's a thing that we all clearly know in our head but we couldn't necessarily define it without bringing stuff in that's not it or excluding stuff that is it so like a chair you're sitting on a chair right, right. Now. if i sit on a it rock has... does that make the rock a chair right and you say no because it has to have four legs and a back and you have to be able to sit on it oh so a horse is a chair 
And there, and he was like, so like there is no definition that encompasses every chair, and doesn't encompass everything, anything else. And so there are terms like that, and and man and woman are, can tend to be that, like from a biological standpoint, certainly. And and that was interesting. And so the same thing with, you know, this idea of trying to define the terms for atheists and non-atheists. Right. I mean, which is. I mean, I think you can define a term for a conversation. Right. It's not a permanent definition. Right. It's exactly. for this conversation. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. So we'll say no by the generally accepted yeah. definition of atheist, which is someone who has, who, who has made the cognitive rational choice not to believe or to reject the, the, the proposal that there are gods. Yeah. Babies obviously have not made a conscious decision to reject well, a proposal. And I think that there's atheists who've not made a cognitive, rational decision, but would be atheists yeah. by our definition. But yeah. Again. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be rational, but they know that there's yeah. God belief out there. They understand what yeah. God belief is and they don't, that they don't subscribe to it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, the next question is not a philosophical one, so there will be not much debate on this. Okay. A hot dog is a sandwich. God damn it. Does okay. your family know that you don't believe in gods? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, our answers are very different. I mean, My, yours is only nuclear, yes, right? Exp- expanded only if they're listening to the podcast. No, I mean, there's enough. There's some. My family is mixed, a mixed bag of. Uh, there's, I mean, it could be everybody knows and nobody's acknowledging it, like we said before. But it could also be. Or no one believes it. He thinks he's an idiot. There's several of my cousins that I've mentioned, that I've said stuff to. Um, my sister and my brother-in-law know. My father-in-law and my sister-in-law know. Um, my dad knows. My mom, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it might be one of those things where we just don't end up talking about it because it will make her cry and she's aware. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if I say that I'm an, that I've been an atheist since I was born because no one ever taught me to believe in religion, then clearly my parents did not yeah. teach me to believe in religion. My grandfather, when he was a adolescent in Russia or in Ukraine, we always grew up saying Russia because he was part of Russia then. But we should be more accurate now. Yeah. He lived near Kiev. Um, you know, he came out of religion himself. That's one of the reasons he left his family and came to America as he didn't fit in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the cravat line, my line was started in the U.S. without religion, and like my mother's side of the family was religious, and my mother claimed to, to believe until recently. We had a conversation where she was like, "Well, I don't believe there's like a real God who's up there who cares. I just mean I like to be kosher during Passover and I like to do this." I'm like, "Oh, she just like she takes the cultural Judaism to a stronger point than I do, yeah. and and thinks that's not being an atheist because she's." Because she enjoys doing the religious trappings. I'm like, no, mom, you're cool. You're a secular Jew. You're just, you don't believe that. If you don't believe there's a God up there who you have to atone to on Yom Kippur, then you're an atheist. And she's like, oh, well, then I guess I am. I just never knew it until now. So where does that put the first question? My mother was all along and didn't know it until like last month. Then I would I would yeah. say she wasn't into last. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like she wouldn't use she... the label to identify herself yeah. regardless of what a definition might be. Yeah. But, um, so for me, everyone knows. The world knows. I mean, all my my, my siblings are in the same boat I am. Yeah. Um. Pretty much my, uh, um. Yeah. My wife's family are all, uh, Hindu and believing and practicing, and they don't love the fact that she's no longer. Um. But no. So, but on my. But they all know. They. Yeah. I was, I had another question I was going to ask you that's kind of separate, but it that will lead into her family in a second. But like 
so I've been noticing in the last few months that the more I'm talking to people in down here and, and stuff, because I grew up in Massachusetts, there's so many Catholics, and Catholicism really structurally is different from Protestantism in ways that I didn't, I mean, I knew lots of things, but like just the way, like the way things are talked about. So you mean regular Christianity? Yeah, regular Christianity. Um, <laughs> and... And I was realizing recently that I understand, I think, I think you and I have more, like, I don't know, you, you were raised more culturally Jewish than religiously Jewish, but, like, still, we have way more in common as a Catholic and a Jew, formerly Catholic and formerly Jew, than I do with a lot of Protestants. Like, it is so, like, some of the stuff I learn, I'm like, really? Really? Like, uh... I'm forgetting like one thing that I've been asking a lot I asked one of my coworkers the other day because she's not super religious and uh, I, I asked her I said uh, in in your church what do they call the devil and she goes the devil but we didn't really talk about the devil that much and I'm like yeah we didn't really talk I don't remember talking about the devil that much in Catholicism but you you, you know watching stuff online and, and you seeing more evangelicals and um more so, you know, Southern Protestants, you it's hear Baptist, way more right? about the de yeah. devil, but they a lot of them call him the enemy, and the enemy sounds so goofy to me. Yeah. And I I'm, think it's bad, bad Hebrew translation because Satan means the adversary. Oh, and adversary! I could not think of the yeah, word. That, yeah, that that's what it means in Hebrew, and it's more of a almost like a legal thing. Two lawyers, your adversaries. You know, it's not the enemy. Because if you think of the main appearance of Satan in the Old Testament, it's Job and in the book of Job. In the book of Job, God and Satan are hanging out. And God's saying, look how much my people love me. Look, it's awesome. And, he, and Satan's like, yeah, they only love you because you give them stuff. And he goes, well, look at Job. He worships me. And Satan's like, well, he's rich. He's got a family. He's got all this stuff. I bet if all that stuff wasn't the way it is, he wouldn't love you so much anymore. And God says, okay, go ahead. Do whatever you want to him. See if you can shake his faith. You know, so clearly Satan yeah. is not some evil enemy. He's an adversary in the conversational thing. It's a, it's a rhetoric device okay. to discuss religion and, and faith. You know, here's the one side, faith, and here's the other side. It's only because you're getting something. Yeah. And that's what Satan means. It, it's, it's a noun. It means adversary. It's not a name. Yeah. And it just became a name, you know, through iterations and translations. Yeah. You just made me want to read Job. Um, that sounds like a really interesting story. Like, oh, it's really good, especially yeah. the end. The end is the, is amazing. It's so Jewish. The end is so Jewish. Yeah. It's amazing that Christians well, I've seen use jokes so much. A simple man, or whatever, and I know that that's like a yeah. metaphor for it. So I kind of understand the structure, but they take the God part specifically out of it. So you don't. I didn't know that part of it where it was. You know. Yeah, it's literally they're, they're like the children of God are talking to God, and Satan is one of them. He's like yeah. not in hell. He's he's with God, which yeah. really messes up all the stories you always hear with like. Being in hell is the punishment. Being away from the glory of God. It's like, but what about the book of Job? He's right. Which in Jewish terms, it's clearly poetic. It's clearly not meant to be a historical doc. That that particular story yeah. is not meant to be historical in any way. It's allegory. Yeah. And as um, Lewis Black likes to say about the problem Christians have with the Old Testament is, the Old Testament was written by Jews for Jews. And we know we lie. <laughs> no one expected anyone to believe this. Yeah. Um. I, something that randomly came up today. So I follow this Instagram account called Christian Nightmares. And it's just like people posting cringy videos of people being like, 
ridiculous, you know, like, you know, cringy. So that video of the woman with the hocus pocus shit a couple weeks ago being like, uh, you know, Gooch or something. Gooch, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's sad for her that her name is Gooch, but um, I have another, I have a Gooch story too. Uh, so do I, it's my the, boss's name. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's why I remember it. Well, there's a strap on, on kids. There's um, a strap on kid? <laughs> there's, on, on a kid's a life vest, there is a strap that goes under under them Ooh. to and right Logan to the and so when we're tightening Logan's I always say to him you gotta tighten your gooch strap pull yourself up by your gooch strap <laughs> and and he laughs and he calls it the gooch strap now um but anyway you're watching crazy uh, Cra- Hocus Pocus watching, lady well that that's they that's the kind of thing they focus yeah. on but there was there's been lots of them and, and some of them are funny and some of them are just like stupid I don't care but one thing that's fairly common is there's like some really, really hot women on these things being really cringy. And I was like, why is it that there's so many hot Christians? And I was like, oh, because A, they're like 19 and they're hot, so they've never experienced anything bad to shake. Oh, like, yeah, God, the plan's working. Look at, look at, I look like this. I'm a smoke show. And, and I'm 19 and life hasn't slapped me around yet. So... I, God's got to be real. Not that that's a good reason to not believe in God, but it it is a good reason to stop believing the like everything's gonna be okay because God has a plan, you know. Yeah. yeah. When it, when everything is working out for you, it's easy to say, "Hey, everything works out." Yeah. Yeah. And when you look like me, it's really easy to believe that there's no God. Because <laughs> how could there be? What that's actually like when I lost my faith when I met you. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so. Um, Back to the, you know, you and I having, like, a, more in common, I think, than me and Catholics and, and Protestants down here. But, like, uh, I, I don't know much. When you're saying the thing about Madhavi's family being Hindu and not loving it, are they... So, like, I know Jew, I forget, Jews are not a proselytizing people for the most part. Only within Judaism. Yeah. Like there are sects of Judaism that try to get non-religious Jews to be more religious, okay. but nobody's looking for converts. Okay. So, so in fact, but, you're supposed to turn a convert away three times. Oh, you're not okay. supposed. You're supposed to discourage people to, from converting. Gotcha. But like, so that's mentality-wise, because I don't know much about Hindu as a culture. Are they no proselytizing at all? No, but but is it is there like are are, you, are is her family disappointed because? It's a cultural thing or just because they're family? It's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know exactly what you're saying, but you but you have the answer in what you said regardless. <laughs> Their biggest disappointment is the fact that religion and culture... In Judaism, it's very similar to... I think in Catholicism, if you consider Catholicism having a culture, it's because it's so ritual-oriented, right? Yeah. And Judaism, obviously, the culture and, and being a Jew is, are so intertwined like i could say the religion is is judaism the cult the culture is jewish you yeah. know they're, they're separate things but they're so intertwined and for hindu the indian culture and that's the wrong term i'm going to say it for now but then I'll, I'll i'll backtrack the indian culture and the hindu culture are so intertwined okay and i'm going to backtrack and say that's not exactly true there's christian enclaves and you know and there's anglo uh, people called anglo um, indians who are christian you know have been their generations and christian there's yeah. obviously muslims um you know that you know the split between in India being Hindu and Pakistan being Muslim, but there's Hindus in Pakistan, there's Muslims in India. Right. And really the cultural things are really more state um, 
locale, like what part of India you're from, because they were all yeah. different kingdoms before England. And then each of them had their own twist on the religion. So it was that the, the religion was part of the culture of the state you were from, right. how you interpreted your religion, how you how you you be, you uh, practiced it. So her parents, oh, her parents, her mom, dad passed away, and and her sister get more upset. They see her as rejecting India because she rejects okay. Hinduism. And Madhavi's like, I will read the Mahabharat, which is one of their, we'll say, holy books, but one of the cornerstone stories. Yeah. Um, she'll read it all day. She loves it. You know, she right. loves to watch Indian epic movies about their religious stories. She just doesn't believe they're true. And her right. and her family doesn't get that. Yeah. To them, it's you're either you, you accept it or you hate it. Like there's no right. middle ground of being culturally uh, Indian to them. Yeah. That's, I think, where their biggest disappointment is that they don't understand that she just like, just don't think it's true. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that you think it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. That makes sense. The reason I ask is like my family, the ones that will be, would be disappointed or are disappointed. Um, if they know, uh, I think that they would be disappointed because they think like, I'm either going to go to hell or I'm not going to go to heaven or, but then I think there's also a little bit of like, you know, like if my, you know, mom's church friend heard that i was atheist they would be like oh that's too bad for for him and like yeah i don't think and it's like a pity thing in a way too it's you know so i that's why i just i don't know because i'm starting to realize i thought i knew a lot about christianity and because we learned a lot about other protestant you know stuff in school and I'm starting to realize, oh no, there's some stuff that's very foreign to me that I didn't know. So I can only imagine what something like Hinduism, which is entire. I mean, I understand that it's polytheistic, and I know a couple. My of My sister-in-law would argue with you on that point. Okay. And then I was like, I was like, how can you say it's not polytheistic? She like, they're all aspects of God, and I'm like, that makes no sense. And I go up to the ultimate source of knowledge, Wikipedia, and it says it's monotheistic, and they're just looking at different aspects and i'm like but it doesn't make sense at all then because like the story of ganesh is that his mother was his father was traveling his mother was lonely she said i want a son so she created a son she was taking a bath he was standing at the door daddy came home didn't know who the son was killed the son went in to the mother the mother said oh my god you killed my son bring him back to life and he had chopped his head off so he grabbed the head of the first animal he saw an elephant and put it on the son's head and brought him back to life hence ganesh having an elephant head and I'm like, okay, that make that story works as told, and that that's an abbreviated version. But if you make it, it's one God in different aspects. It's God was out, so God was lonely, so God made God, and when God got home, God was in the shower, and God didn't know God was outside, so God killed God. But then God told God, "Why'd you kill God?" So God brought God back to life. It doesn't make sense if it's monotheistic. Okay, even I understand <laughs> as a as somebody who under, who was mostly J Jewish theology is your most you know what you were raised with. As a Catholic who was told that the three are one and, and that he had to uh, sacrifice himself to himself in order to fulfill, in order to satisfy himself to fulfill this promise, it's not that far off. But like, that makes as little sense. But right. when you believe it, you ignore the fact that it doesn't make sense and say, as George Carlin always said, well, it's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to understand it. But yeah, but I was saying that, that yeah. while it's polytheistic in practice and from our view yeah. my family says that they consider it like there is only one god and it's just aspects of god that, that the story is being told which whatever yeah. like it doesn't say that anywhere in the holy books you know yeah. that's just a, i think that's just an influence of they were ruled by england so long and now they're in part of a global culture where 
monotheism is the norm they've just kind of worked their culture to fit in better yeah that's my thought i don't know if that's true i'm just saying that's my thought yeah that makes that does make sense yeah. to and me. i th- and i think one of the one of the disappointment things for both judaism and hinduism um you know or being ex-jewish or ex-hindu and maybe to an extent ex-muslim too though i think that may be more religious than culture that the, the upsetness is but is um are you giving up the culture like are my grandchildren like my children are much were raised much less jewish than i was and i was raised much less jewish than my mother was so we are um well if you go by homeopathy we're becoming stronger jews but if, <laughs> but if you go by normal things we have watered down the religion the way we don't yeah. you know we don't practice it so if everyone was like us judaism would be a distant memory at some point because we're not bringing the, tra- the traditions down because I, I gotta say my kids practice one or two holidays in the most minor of ways so yeah. it's definitely watered down like i didn't bar mitzvah my kids so i was gonna go make them learn hebrew and little did i know jacob would be a polyglot and learn german and yiddish and arabic and he probably could have learned hebrew in a weekend if he wanted to yeah um I was just thinking about the fact that I didn't know what a polyglot was, and I was about to ask you, and then you immediately filled it. I've definitely heard. I've heard the the context. More than one glot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so next question. Next question. Um, I'm gonna say one of them. I think we kind of did on the last episode, so I think maybe we'll either skip it or we'll come to it at the end. They copy us. Yeah, I mean, uh, so the the. Last question that I had found on here was, uh, could you date a non-skeptic? My wife would probably not appreciate it. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to answer if you didn't say it. Uh, no, I mean... Yeah, my wife was still practicing Hindu when we started dating, and like I said, I was atheist forever, so... Yeah. yeah. I'm sure some of the girls I banged on the side were. Yeah. Um, to be honest... I don't know, because uh, I wasn't an atheist the last time I was dating. So like, I would say it's like a spectrum. Yeah, like there's a there's, yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. a certain amount, right? I mean, you I mean your wife is not an atheist, and you don't have a problem being with her, right? Right, it, but, but she's not an evangelist, you know. So it's a spectrum. Yeah. And for skepticism, it's you know you can believe some things. It's one thing if you're you know believe in flat Earth theory, then no, I could not be with that. Yeah, so, I'm sorry Sarah... if I just shocked anybody the earth is spheroid well why isn't it called the atmo flat i saw that the other day and thought it was awesome um uh no i i agree that there is a spectrum but i i will say that my first girlfriend and obviously this was when i was 18 and so i was dramatically more religious than i was even when i met sarah um she was uh, what I would now probably classify as as a nut job, um, like she was intense. Uh, we went; they spoke tongues. She took me to her church, and we dated for two weeks. I mean, tongues is something I look for in a date. Yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, we. It, but so I date. I dated somebody, but I, like I said, you know, I I haven't been single since. Um, if we talk too much shit on this podcast, I could be single again. We'll Sarah might ditch me no um but sarah is not is definitely not the most religious person that i've dated i i don't know there's two girls that i dated that i'm kind of curious actually no the first girl was really religious basically everybody else in between her and sarah i 
don't really know. I know their religious affiliations that they were raised with, but I don't have any idea. Like, my next girlfriend, we never went to church, except for, like, when my mom was making us go to Mass for Christmas or whatever. Um, and I don't... And I know she was raised Protestant of some kind. The next one was Jewish, but I... I, it never seemed more than cultural to me, and then I don't think it is for rabbis. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of kind of uh, oh the next one after that was Jewish. Also, I dated two Jews. Yeah, um, probably as many as I've dated. <laughs> yeah, but and it's but I'd say two two spinoff things, and one is um you know saying nut jobs and, and speaking in tongues. I have a lot of friends who used to speak in tongues, you know, who yeah, have yeah. since become atheists. So. You know, temporary nut jobs. Yeah. Now, you know, you know, it's being raised in a thing and believing what you've been yeah, taught yeah, to no, believe. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't be disparaging for that. There's always hope. She's but, this one's still in it, and she's yeah. like, and I'd say, if, the, and it's a con, from what I can tell. I think she actually believes it, but like, I think her entire family are con artists, other than her. Yeah. I think she, she's the only one whose eyes are closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, because it's pretty intensely culty, like. Yeah, and so the flip side of that is there are some girls who I dated or you know and or and or knew whatever, biblically, um, <laughs> who are now in their fifties religious or you know and maybe not maybe it's been since their thirties I don't know but like yeah. you know, people like from high school from college days who are like we're friends on Facebook and they're so more much more religious and I don't know if it's just a factor of getting older if it's a factor of uh, like you know, I'm becoming I'm an adult, and it's my job to go to temple and be religious. Where when we were young, it wasn't their job to do it. Yeah. Or if it was a factor of becoming parents, like I have to take my kids to temple so they become more religious. Or you help you them know? see God. Yeah, I, I a couple of them I did, and um, but yes, I don't. But like, and, and I'm. But my my reaction to that though, like I say, I don't judge people who are religious because you know I, I understand yeah. various reasons someone might be, and I have friends who were. So how can I judge people for you know one of my friends were them, but I. Do you feel like, oh man, I dodged a bullet, Allison's a nut job now? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a. Well, I, I'm, I've dated a lot of nut jobs. Just one of them happened to be religious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some would argue that I'm a nut job. Um, I might be married to one of them, so. Um, yeah, no, I. I'm I, a nut job, but by marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, if I was all of a sudden to start dating again, I would not necessarily say no to religious, but I would definitely not no fundamentalists. I just like it's and again, I mean, it's kind of like I have lots of friends that believe a lot of different things than me, but I don't know that I could raise kids with them kind of thing. So I think that like. You know, if you're on opposite ends of the political spectrum, for for example, you can be friends with somebody who's on an opposite end of the, or you could, back in the day, but you could you raise kids with that person that be, you know, and and could you be compatible with them on and on a more intense level than friendship? And I think that that does change it up for me. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Is that clear? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I belong to you know some some um, atheist non-believer parenting groups and such on Facebook and whatever, and. It's amazing people who are, are in a, I'll say a mixed marriage of atheist and not atheist doesn't make a difference what the religion is. Yeah. When 
a lot of people who run into horrible problems as the kids get older and the, the spouse gets more religious or wants them to be more religious. And then the atheist is like, but I'm, I don't want to lie to my kid and I don't believe what you're saying. So yeah. why do I want to send my kid somewhere to be lied to? And it's it's interesting, you know, and like I say, Molly was a believer when we first started dating. By the time we were married, she wasn't. But, you know, my oldest son was also, I would never date a non-atheist. But his wife was not an atheist when they started dating. Yeah. And I used to, you know, she's Muslim. She's from Saudi Arabia. And I, when he was first telling us about her, I said, well, you know, is she Muslim? He said, yes. I said, how Muslim is she? And he smiled and said, a little less. She's le so Muslim. He, goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, a little less every time we talk. Yeah. <laughs> and she was always, I mean, and then she was always questioning and she had doubts. And, you know, yeah. she just didn't know you were allowed to have doubts until she came to America and met people like Jacob yeah. and stuff. So it wasn't like he brutally deconverted her from some right. her hardcore belief yeah. she was always a black sheep of the family kind of thing because she never was fully embracing but hi everybody i just wanted to say real quick um we're, we're gonna finish up um the rest of this conversation on next week's episode we at this point get kind of off topic of atheist specific things and kind of get into a different topic so i thought it would be a good place to cut it um i am going to leave you with one last like short clip um, because Matthew did want to talk, uh, let everybody know about an event that's coming up this Sunday. If you happen to be in the Raleigh Durham area and are interested in attending. So I will cut to that right now. And then, uh, we will continue the conversation next week. Do you have anything you want to plug or mention? At... Is this coming out tomorrow? Yeah, or next well, week? The first half is coming out tomorrow. Oh, so, um, so if anyone happens to listen to this, who is in the Triangle area of North Carolina? So you know, and and um, is a non-believer, an atheist, an agnostic, a skeptic, a secularist, uh, any term you like to use to say that they're you're not a believer. Um, Triangle Free Thought is having a picnic on Sunday at noon at Lake Crabtree. So if you visit trianglefreethought.org, you can find out exactly which shelter it is because I don't remember which one off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I think we're ca getting catering from Neomon, so a little nice. um, Mediterranean food. It's um, Sunday, October 30th? That is Sunday, October 30th. It's coming out this Friday, yeah. Nice. And um, so our last picnic of the year, and people are, anyone is welcome to come. Our, our Except for our end of year uh, festivist celebration, almost just about everything we do is open to non-members because we are here to build community for people we mentioned that way up in the beginning about community yeah. and uh that's why my organization exists uh it's one of the main reasons we exist is community 